Two Bucks in a Nut is brought to you by Buyers Auto. Come see why it's better to buy at Buyers. BuyersAuto.com. It's Two Bucks in a Nut with our two Buckeyes, original silver bullet Matt Vincus and Captain Zach Boren. And you know the nut, Torg. Hey, we're back together again. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, let's start off real quick. And I don't know if you guys got this. This kind of broke about an hour ago. About a second grand. We're taping this just so everybody knows. Thursday, we're live on the QFM Facebook page. It's 2.35 on a Thursday. So if anything shakes before we post this, you know why. But a second grand jury in Texas, a different county, uh, getting together about other charges against Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, listen, the Browns claimed they did their investigation in this. I don't know if they knew this or not. The Browns did say they were aware of this second grand jury coming together. Boy, just when you thought kind of from a legal standpoint, not a civil lawsuit standpoint, that he might be out of the woods from a legal standpoint, who knows what's going to happen now. Uh, This story just continues to have legs with Deshaun Watson. Wouldn't that be something when this is all said and done that actually Baker Mayfield's the starting quarterback of the Browns next year and not Deshaun Watson? (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? I mean, maybe, you know, I I know we've got a group text and Finkus wants to say that uh, Baker Mayfield isn't isn't worth uh, two Hebrew sausages and and the two buns it comes on. But uh, wouldn't it be something that maybe the Browns haven't traded him yet and they have gotten some trade offers but haven't traded them yet because they want to see exactly what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's wishful thinking that you don't want to buy me a Jeff Ruby's dinner, but that's okay. I understand. I mean, delicious. When I think now they're saying, like, maybe a second rounder is going to be good for Baker. Um, I mean, is it surprising? I don't know. This whole thing has been weird from the start. I mean, I've followed it a little bit. I'm not really delved into it. But the lawyer for the civil defendants, I mean, he's been a guy who's been known to be very shady in the way that he operates. Yeah. So, you know, whether this is actually true, whether this is, you know, I mean, this is him stirring pot more to try to get some settlement. You know, because it appears that Deshaun Watson's going to fight this the whole way. Uh, you know, from from what he had, has released to his spokesman and his attorney, he's not going to settle. He's going to fight this the whole way, and he's going to go down swinging with all this. So, I mean, you know, you have one grand jury who, who basically absolved him on all 22 counts. And now they just went to a different county, and maybe they're trying to file criminal charges. This is a different – no, this is a different – not associated with the other 22. Right. So this is 22 more or just one other no, person? No, uh, they, they didn't say this, but it has nothing to do with the 22 other. Separate. So yeah, separate. 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 Yeah. And by so the way, there again, was, just, just to clear it up too, and everybody says, oh, of the 22 lawsuits, there were, other, there were two other lawsuits that are not included here that did not file civil charges. So two women went to the police Outside of the 22, so there'd be 24 total. Two women didn't file civil charges against him. They just went to police. And then there's a whole separate one in a different county 
that the grand jury's meeting on right now, just to clarify. Hold on. So, so the, for all this time, these women have been uh, basically say, hey, if anything happened to you regarding Deshaun Watson, come forward. These women haven't come forward. Now, uh, you know, it, the, the verdict came out that Deshaun Watson basically didn't do anything wrong. Nothing's, nothing's wrong there. Now, Another woman is coming forward in another area? Yeah, but Zach, I'm not an attorney, but I think it, it probably happened before that because I think it's pretty quick to get a grand jury together in this mm -hmm. county. So I would have to assume by watching Law & Order reruns, I, I'm joking <laughs> there, but, but I would have to assume this was probably already in the works. Now, you might be right from the standpoint of, hey, there's 22 civil cases. Oh, months later, someone's piling on, right? But obviously... Right. There's got to be enough evidence from the prosecutor's side in this county um, to go to present to a grand jury. So if you're a prosecutor in this county and it's south of Houston, you're not going to present something to the grand jury without some type of evidence. You know what I mean? I don't know what the evidence is. Uh, we'll find out whether the grand jury wants to go ahead on the, uh, well, I mean, on that's, the criminal side. I'll, I'll put my 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 small legal hat on yeah that's not necessarily true a grand jury a prosecutor can take anything to a grand yes jury. but i mean if in this type of pro high profile case though when you know rusty harden is on the defense don't you want to try to get a prosecution though matt rusty I mean, harden's maybe, a good but, attorney he might be the best in the country yeah but i mean again a, a prosecutor doesn't have to do anything and, and you don't have to know who the prosecutor is all of that's sealed but so don't again, you have some evidence you have to have some type of evidence I mean, you could, you, you, you can, you can really go to a grand jury with just about anything. And, and that's the thing about the grand jury. The defense doesn't get a chance to present in a grand jury. A prosecutor can go in and say, some lady walked in and, and told me this, what do you think? And, and present that to a grand jury. I mean, and that's literally, I mean, our literal our legal system is not, I mean, for all the, the good things that, that can come about from it. There's some screwed up parts of it. And, well, especially uh, you know, from I've, a civil side as well. Yeah, from a civil side. But I had a buddy who, you know, I think it was up around the Toledo. He's up around the Toledo area where, where he knew. And, and thank God he had a friend who his, his his attorney knew the prosecutor. And the prosecutor came to him and said, look, you know, this this guy came and made this trumped up charge, which I think is BS. And he wants me to take it to a grand jury. And his but he was like, well, why would you take that to a grand jury? He's like, well, I can take anything to a grand jury. This guy's coming to me. So explain that to him. It's, I mean, it's a weird scenario. And again, I think that as adamant as Deshaun Watson has been about this the whole time. And also, let's not forget how good the NFL is when they want to investigating something. Now, whether they want to or not is always an interesting thing. See the Washington football team. But they're, when they want to dig into something and find out what's going on, they're pretty damn good. They hire ex-FBI guys on the security team. They, they've got a, a whole research arm and investigative arm that is full of guys who have done this their entire life. And now the NFL is paying them a lot more than a government salary to do it for them. So I think for the Browns to go ahead with this, you know, they had to get some word from the NFL that, that this was going to be okay. The civil side is what the civil side is, and you can't really have a whole lot of control over this. But I think that the Browns probably got the word that the criminal prosecutions aren't going to happen or they wouldn't have went through but, it. But, I mean, but common doesn't con no, no. And, and you might be right, but common sense does tell me that they're expecting at least a six game. That's the minimum for a sexual assault, you know, allegations. Something tells me that they were expecting six games. If not, he wouldn't have took the $1 million the first year 
and spread it out of the rest of the year and then getting Jacoby Brissett. I still believe they have Nick Mullins on the roster. I could be wrong about that. But he wouldn't if they were bigger Mayfield on the roster. Yeah, well, exactly. But if if they were convinced they were gonna, you know, if he was gonna be able to play, they would have never done that first year one million dollars from the and also from the standpoint too, if you look at the Browns cap situation, they have a lot of money available right now. So they had spread a lot of that money this year and not swallow like eighty million dollars like they have to in a couple years guaranteed. So I'm not I don't mean eighty, but it's something like sixty-five million or something ridiculous like that. So I think they know something's going to happen. I just don't think they know what. Well, I mean, you can't know what with the NFL. Because the only thing consistent about the way Roger Goodell meters out punishment is that it is always inconsistent. Yes. I mean, he could give Deshaun Watson two games for nothing, or he could give him six. I mean, he could give him two games for actually settling 22 lawsuits or six games for not settling any lawsuits and fighting it all. You have no idea what Roger Goodell's going to do. Yeah, you're right there. But the the new, now that with the new CBA, it says a minimum of six games because of code of conduct. So that's what it's saying, a minimum of six games. Listen, you're right, Matt. They have done things like Leonard Leonard Little killed someone, got eight games. Then he drove drunk a few years later and admitted to the police he was drinking, but through a technicality, he had the DWI dropped. And what did the league do? They didn't suspend him. Uh, You know, so you're right. The league has been all over the place. And then this is a case where Leonard Little actually killed someone drinking and driving and only got six games, I believe, or eight games. I think it might have been six games. And then does it again. Drinks and drives, doesn't kill someone, but drinks and drives, and then got off at a technicality. And usually the league would punish someone like that for admitting they were drinking uh, and then got nothing. So you're right. It's, it's so selective of what they do in the NFL. You've seen it over the years with Adrian Peterson, with Ray Rice, with Kareem Hunt, with Josh Gordon. It's all over the board. You know, yeah. it's completely all over the board. So you, until the NFL comes out and says, hey, Deshaun Watson, this is, you know, hey, you're suspended six games, you're suspended eight games. Hell, Deshaun Watson could be suspended the entire year. No one knows until the NFL comes out with, with their release and says this is his suspension. They can pull a Gene Smith and we're sitting him for two years. Maybe. <laughs> they would have gave us two years, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about on the field, though, guys, and then we'll get into Baker, too, because uh, regardless of there's going to be one, some group of fans who are perfectly fine with this, with the allegations, and then there's going to be another group of fans who have a problem with it. But let's just talk about on the field. We're not going to get into the, the moral conduct of it because we could we could be debating morally whether he should they should have traded for him forever. But on the field, guys, he's a top five quarterback. You have the money to pay him. They just went from a guy, and you're right, George Baker could be in Zach. You guys are joking, but <laughs> but it could, right? So you went from a guy who's average when everything's perfect to a guy who can really play the game. And you look at some of those, yeah, they had Andre Hopkins, but they didn't have the best rushing attack. They didn't have the greatest offensive line all the time for a guy who can make something happen. On the field, they saw everybody in the AFC make these power moves, and boom, we just kept up with everybody. Because it's from the offensive standpoint, he's a great quarterback. Yeah, here's the one issue I have with it. He is a great quarterback. But, but boy, they paid a lot. They paid a lot, and essentially you got rid of Jarvis Landry and inputted Amari Cooper, which Amari Cooper is an upgrade from Jarvis Landry, but you still don't have many weapons for him. Yeah, you've got two great running backs in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, 
but you still need need some weapons at wide receiver. And you haven't signed anyone, and I thought their biggest thing in this draft was possibly to even trade up in this draft to get one of those top wide receivers. Or, you know, they could have stayed at 13 and gotten like a Chris Olave, but you know, a lot of people were saying how much they loved Garrett Wilson and possibly jumping up even further. But that's the issue. You need to give this guy some weapons, and Amari only Amari Cooper isn't going to do it. Donovan Peoples-Jones is not a number two receiver. Yes, he's a great changeup, not a number two uh, wide receiver. So they're going to have to do something within free agency because you're not getting the top end uh, wide out. And you know what? They don't. Odell have Beckham Jr. is coming back. Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back. Stop it. But still, it still isn't that guy. You know, Odell Beckham's a good wide receiver, but he's man, a two he, or a three. He's aging. He's yeah. he's aging. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you look at Deshaun Watson in the past, and what Houston did with him was really criminal because he had a ton of talent, and they had a good defense, and they did nothing at all to help him offensively ever. Yeah, I mean, you look at the draft. They had Johnson there as a wideout for a while, you know. I mean, and then got rid of him. I think two years in. And so they had you know, Cooks and Hopkins. Uh, yeah, I mean, I Jamar mean, Miller, Matt, Jamar Miller was their starting running back for a couple seasons. Dude, yeah, Lamar, I mean, their offensive I, line Lamar was Miller. horrible. Yeah, Lamar, I mean, yeah, thank you, Lamar Miller. Yeah, their thank offensive you. line was horrible. So he's already yeah. stepping into a better situation offensively than he ever had at Houston. Ever yeah. had at Houston. I mean, even with – if you just go to, to bat with what you've got right now, he's got a better situation offensively than he ever had at Houston to perform with. And he was performing at an elite level there. I think with his mobility, his arm strength, his accuracy, all those things that he brings to the table, when you've got a quarterback who, who can do those things, it brings those guys up. I mean, we've seen it time and time again that you don't need to have an elite quarterback and – an elite wide receiver to be successful. One of those guys is going to help the other guy become successful. Normally the quarterback helps the wide receivers more. So, I mean, if you, if you've got a really good quarterback who's able to hit, you know, hit, hit his receivers and rely on that running game, keep that one, two punch in there. You know, I don't know that they need much more. I mean, yeah, if you can pick a guy up and, and Zach was right, this, this wide receiver draft is loaded. I mean, yeah. there's five guys that could go in the, that, that are, Talent-wise, able to go in the top 10. Need-wise, they won't. But, I mean, you could have five guys in that first round or first top half of the first round all going at wide receiver. So, you know, there's a lot of options there for the Browns if that's what they feel the need is for them. Um, so I think this is a good situation for them. I think this is the best best scenario that they can, that they can get out of this. I mean, you know, we talked before about, you know, could they – could they lure a Russell Wilson or, or you know, or, or some, we knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming, but could they lure like a free agent, like a Russell Wilson away from, from Seattle to be there, to be that culture guy in the locker room and to, and to also be the talent on the field. They weren't able to do that, but I think they kind of got the next best thing. Upgraded talent, I think from Russell Wilson. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. John Watson, you know, so many plays. In the locker room. I mean, yeah. everyone's lo- loved him in the locker room you know, aside from all this off the field stuff. So um, but, but I, I think is, they're in a much better position. Yeah, but think is what you don't understand is look at what the Bengals are doing. Think about how many points the Bengals are going to be putting up with with now the offensive line that they've gotten with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, the weapons around Joe Burrow and what he's able to do. They're putting up points. We saw what they did towards the end of the year. The Ravens are going to continue putting up points. They got hit with the injury bug last year, but J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, uh, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, that Baltimore team is going to put up points. 
You can't they were the most injured team in the league last year with COVID and injuries. Exactly. You Watson. can't expect Deshaun Watson in just two running backs. This isn't a, a running the ball league. This is if you have good running backs, it helps you out tremendously, but you have to be able to put up points, especially in the AFC North. I don't think Deshaun Watson, just Amari Cooper are your answers. You have to surround him with more than that. And that's the issue that now you don't have a pick, I think, till the third round and you're not getting one of those top wide receivers in the third round and looking through free agency, who are you really getting? That's going to be that dynamic playmaker to, to put with an Amari Cooper in order to, to score points and be able to compete in the AFC North. Bring Jarvis back. Well, they bring Jarvis back and I've been texting and we interviewed guys from Cleveland this week on the show. And I've been talking to guys a lot about this. They, you know, one of the thinking in that building is, and he didn't perform well last year and he had a lot of drops and he disappeared at times. They're high on Anthony Swartz, who they drafted in the third round last year. Mm. Uh, they did sign Jakeem Grant to play the slot from Chicago, unrestricted free agent. Uh, I agree with you guys. I would love to see Landry. But when you look on the other side, towards the end of the season, this defense you know, morphed themselves into a top 10 defense. And you got Malik Jackson, who's a free agent. Malik McDowell, I believe, is naked on a street corner somewhere in Florida right now. He's not going to be back. Uh, Jadavion Clowney. Uh, better than what I thought last year, but are you going to pay him $10 million a year for another nine sacks, eight sacks? I'm not sure. So you, And then uh, Tack McKinley, who I was really interested in, who had moments last year and got his in, uh, season cut short, you could probably bring him back by the veterans minimum. Uh, but, but the long and short of it, guys, is uh, even though Ronnie Harrison is a free agent decent, you got Grant Delpit who will fill in there. But they need a defensive line. So what do you do? Do you go out and, and we've talked about identities of this Browns team. What's your identity? So do you get Jarvis Landry and spend your money there and then lack on the defensive line? I think the the pressing need for this team right now with the money they have is they got to sign guys to play on that defensive line. Uh, you know, the reason why they got Deshaun Watson is to make plays and do more with less. If they would have kept Baker Mayfield, guys, they would have had to have the perfect offense for him. And then what would be the worst thing that happened? He would play well. They would sign him to a big extension. Then they would have to go without on the offensive side, and it would have crashed and burned. Uh, I, I think the moves this team needs to make going forward is defensive line. And you probably have to bring back Kalowney, don't you? Well, no, I mean, you need someone to be able to rush the passer. You you know, they you, got three starters that are free agents right now. Haven't they already offered? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think Clowney's that answer, though. I really don't. I, I agree, but who's available, Zach? Everybody's That's off the, the board. Minnesota signed Zadarius Smith the other day. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a great pickup for him. Zadarius has been great in Green Bay the past couple of years. So I, I don't know. Obviously, they need they need help at defensive end because that's the other way to win games, especially getting after Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. You have to be able to get get after the quarterback. And you, but you got to get Deshaun some weapons. They need a solid wide receiver, but they also need a solid defensive line, especially an edge rusher. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with the Browns. The reality is – they might not be playing for this season. Yeah. In all reality, the, their financial situation and trade situation and draft situation and where they kind of went all in with OBJ and, you know, them bringing in those guys and signing Clowney and doing all that a couple of years ago when they thought Baker was the answer may have put them a couple of years out at this point. And we've seen like you can turn it around fast, <clears throat> but all the limitations we just talked about, where's your draft picks in, that, in this draft? Who's, who's available left in free agency? Where do you go spend money? I think the Browns have done a really good job in the past couple of years of not just spending money to spend money, which they had to do in the past. But they, whether it was OBJ coming 
and them having some success, being a playoff team, they don't have that stink on them anymore. Now, they had a season where they just kind of looked like crap, but you can almost kind of blame that on on Baker a little bit and say, yeah, we got rid of that problem, and now we're upgrading at that problem. But it's still going to take them some time. This isn't a team that I look at on paper and look at the landscape of what's available in the draft and free agency and say, oh, this is an easy fix. With the Bengals, we knew. I mean, yeah, you were a Super Bowl team, and, and they played really well kind of – I mean, I don't think anyone expected them to be there, especially with their offensive line. But, you know, they made some magic happen and they were in a position because they were building towards it already. They knew what they had with Burrow. They knew what they had in the draft. They knew the picks that they had. They hadn't had a a trade where they had to give up a bunch of picks. So they're still sitting good with picks. And they had a ton of money sitting around. So they knew this this offseason, we can go spend like drunken sailors on offensive line, shore that up, make some picks on defense. Because I think when you look at the Bengals draft right now, I think you're looking defense. I mean, you you got a pretty solid thing up front. You've got to you got to, you know, make sure that your defense can hold up. And they played really well last year. I think a lot of the scheme had the scheme had a lot to do with that, but they need corner. Uh, you know, they need some interior defensive line. They need some of those those little pieces, but I don't see the Browns in that position. I see the Browns needing a lot more and without the resources to get it. If they had the picks, if they had the money, if there were people available, you know, maybe that's and maybe that's where they trade Baker and try to package him with with someone to try to get a first rounder out of a package deal. Because I think if you just trade Baker straight up right now, you're talking maybe a mid two and or into three, and and that's probably as good as you're going to get for him. Yeah, probably even worse than that because you're limited, Matt, the the teams yeah. that can get them. You know, there the, are guys. The, the, worst, the worst thing, too, just to end this real quick, the worst thing, too, is next year's quarterback draft is insanely good. Yes. So yeah. a lot of these teams like Seattle, like Carolina, uh, like Washington, but really with Carson Wentz now, not really, maybe even Indianapolis with Matt Ryan having a year or two left in his career. Those teams are now looking at the draft at next year and not trying to you know take Baker Mayfield and potentially have to sign him to a to a massive extension at the end of next at the end of this year if he performs well. Yeah, and if you don't want to roll the dice on Clowney, and I tend to agree with you guys, especially with the injuries and nine sacks, I think you know the majority of guys can get nine sacks on the other side of probably the best defensive end in football in Miles Garrett. Uh, Clayus Campbell, you could sign him to a short-term deal. He's still productive at 36 uh, if you wanted to go that route. Uh, Jerry Hughes from Buffalo uh, is 34 years old. Here's an interesting guy uh, to, to for that middle wasn't as productive last year or the last couple of years, but Akeem Hicks might be interested if you wanted to do. They have $26 million. You set maybe 5 or $6 million aside for the draft, uh, $20 million. That means you're going to sign maybe Trey Flowers, who wasn't effective in Detroit, but really effective in New England when yeah. he signed that deal. So those, I, I think the answer is probably short-term defensive line, and I think that's what they, they'll do is make maybe a – a one-year signing or maybe like do voidable years, which teams are doing too. And on the offensive side, Zach, outside of Jarvis Landry, there's always Will Fuller who uh, missed time because of PED and broken Mm. finger and stuff. So Will Fuller's a guy, but, but Zach, outside of Jarvis Landry, you really don't Julio Jones, Will Fuller. I mean, those are your answer guys at, at, at wide receiver. I mean, that's, that's what's available. Uh, and then for defensive end, do you do do you take a Justin Houston? 
Do you do something like that? I mean, there's not a lot of options at this point. No, I, I, I mean, you I, can I, get Julio sure. Jones on the cheap. I Sheldon think Richardson back. You could have Sheldon Richardson back. No, see, see, I don't, I don't think you need interior. I think you need an edge guy. I like but they need, a, they need every, they need everything right now. Yeah, but, but you know, uh, who, who's the kid from Ohio State they drafted last year in the fourth round? Um, the kid from oh, Utah. in the third round. Oh, the third uh, Tommy round. Tayoga. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy didn't play much last year. He's got to be getting ready to play. I mean, he was a strong, strong kid at Ohio State. They have Jordan Elliott. They have Jordan Elliott, too, as a third round. Yeah, so they're going to be on the interior. They're fine. They need guys to rush the passer. I like the Trey Flowers. I like, um, you know, Jerry Hughes. I I like those two guys probably more than anything else. I think you can probably get them uh, at a discounted rate compared to some of those other guys. Yeah. Hey, let's talk Baker real quick. Um, and it's funny how this went down and how quickly it went down. It went from, uh, hey, he's our quarterback next year, to, hey, we're dabbling with Deshaun Watson, to, hey, the owner will come out and make amends, Baker, to Baker saying, no, trade me. The way it happened was quickly and, to me, unexpected. I thought he was going to be their guy. But now when you're – they're kind of spilling the tea – uh, in Cleveland, just talking to some people who cover the team, and we we talked about this, uh, me and Jerry did, with Daryl Ryder, who covers the team. Uh, some people, a lot of people were turned off with the Week 18. Remember, there's there's 17 games now. The Week 18, the week before, where he said, well, I'm going to discuss with my agent. We're going to decide whether we play the last week or not. I know a lot of people in the locker room, for as many guys who were proud that he toughed it out during the season, I know that turned off a lot of guys as I'm going to get with my agent and I'll figure out if I'll play the last week or not. But there really seems, you know, it really seems, guys, and we've talked about this before except for you, uh, Greg, and, and Zach, who are dry humping on my couch. Uh, the window in the NFL is so limited, and he just wasn't the guy who was going to take you to the Super Bowl. He wasn't. I mean, here's the thing, and here's the, here's the, here's the comparison. You can see it happen in real time. How did Matt Ryan handle this? How did Baker Mayfield handle How did Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt, who had because his heir apparent drafted? I mean, literally two guys in the exact same situation of their teams wanted to go get Deshaun Watson. And how did they handle that publicly? Yes. And where did they, and how did the teams respond and moving them and dealing them? And how did other teams look at that in scenario? I mean, yes. if, if there's not a better contrast that happened in real time. Look hey, at Matt Cle- Ryan. Hey, and Cle- Cleveland enjoyed Baker's response. So one that they still have him on the team. They still enjoy him. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's because they can't. I don't, I don't think they can move him. I don't think anyone. I think the teams are waiting one. It looks like Garoppolo is going to be ready. But I was talking to a buddy who works at KNBR in San Francisco. He might stay. They might, uh, yeah. they might keep him in San Francisco where it was a for sure we're going to trade this guy. Now they're not so sure in San Francisco because they think that it, it's a winnable with with all the NFC teams getting weaker that, hey, since Jimmy G does have two years left on his deal, maybe we bring him back. We weren't impressed with uh, Trey Lane. And, and, we're not and, and Lance, excuse me. Lance he's yeah. Stuck. yeah, so that that's why. The, the, so taking Garoppolo there makes sense. So I think the Carolina Carolina already said no to Baker. <laughs> Uh, what do you do? It's Seattle, right? So Seattle kind of owns the cards. It's Seattle or bust, or he becomes a backup somewhere, right? Yeah, or maybe, or maybe Detroit. I mean, yeah, you know, they still Detroit have got, would make sense, but they, but they if still you're got Detroit, sunshine. Then you're committing to him, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, they still they still have sunshine, Jared Goff, but you know, if they actually want to take a step, and let's be honest, the NFC North might be the worst conference in football. Yeah, 
bit yeah. handily, right? So if, Detroit, so if Detroit's like, hey, we finally, you know, sec, uh, second year coach and Campbell, hey, you know, we want to get behind them. We want to give them a chance to win. Maybe they do throw up something for Baker because oh, oh, Baker oh, will give them a hell gotta, better chance in golf. Yeah, but then you got two quarterbacks making a ton of money on a roster that sucks. Uh, Is that really want, the smartest thing if you're if you're – if you're the Detroit Lions, is get a yeah, quarterback. Maybe you sign you you can sign Baker to a one year deal, a, an extension. No, he well he he's on a one year deal right now. You don't yes. sign him to a new extension. You let him play on this one year deal that he's got. Essentially, is the fifth year option. So then you got two quarterbacks taking like fifty million against your cap that both suck. Uh, hey, Torrey, you know what I mean? That's court? just hey, well, it's the Lions, hey, but I mean, boy, I don't hey, see who, it. Who else is signing up to go to Detroit? No, I, I think nobody. I I, no. I like where you're thinking, Same but amount I, of people who are signing up to trade for Baker Mayfield. Yes, exactly. and and why exactly. do they have to trade for him, Zach, when they could just wait till the end of the season and then get him as a free agent if they like him that much? Yeah, but you, you you're not going to win with Jared Goff. There's no, no but they're not going to win with Baker Mayfield you either this year. Be, you have a better chance of winning with with Baker Mayfield. So than you Jared win five. You, you win six games instead of four. Come on, you might. You, they might what do you do with Goff? You got to cut him. Well, they're gonna they can't cut him this year because of the cap, but next year is the year they're gonna cut him. So Zach is on to something because that the year after is when they cut Jared Goff. The yeah. problem is is Baker's not signed another year. It would make sense if he had two years left on his deal. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where, where Baker Mayfield can could end up and um at this point. I mean, again, it's still with Jimmy G out there. I think teams are waiting. Because yeah. I mean, who would you rather have? I mean, you'd you'd obviously rather have Garoppolo than Baker. So right now it's a little bit of a waiting game, and maybe something pops around the draft. Maybe it's picks, and so maybe that's where Cleveland's waiting for is to put something, a package together with Baker and say, We've got to step up. Like you said, they're not picking to the third. I mean, we've got to get into the second round somehow and, and, and get a draft pick. What what like take Baker Mayfield from us? What else do you want? And 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 put a package together. And get back up into the second round. Yeah, I mean, I can see that happening. You know, but I don't know who. Guys, yeah. what, what about this too? They they don't have a first and second this year. What about throwing like? Do you think a team, and probably not Atlanta, but someone maybe like Detroit or uh, not Washington, I, Carolina maybe? You throw Baker and like a second round pick next year for their first round pick. Would a team do it? Baker I don't, think, I don't think Carolina first. does because then they'll have Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield as their quarterbacks yeah, but with Sam guaranteed Donald's money. Terrible, man. No, I agree, but you have guaranteed money there, so you I don't. Know, I don't... At, 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 some, at some point, they you know at some point they need to try and be aggressive to get one of those wide receivers. I think the best bet for a trade is Seattle because they claim they're not going to rebuild. So I think your best bet is trying to do something with Seattle, who has the extra picks. That yeah. they got from Denver, I think that's probably the most likely scenario. Uh, it, it's just the whole Baker Mayfield's fascinating to me because fans, you know, you guys are Browns fans. Fans want to love their quarterback, and he came in and said the right things. He did a mental mind job on the Browns fans. I'm one of you. I'm. We're in it together. All this bullshit that he fed the Browns fans, and yeah. I hate to say it and be honest. But you wanted it. You wanted that guy to say that bullshit. You wanted to believe in the bullshit. You wanted someone to tell you that stuff because you needed it. The Browns fans needed it. He gave it to you. And in four seasons, and don't give me this injury crap because Tom Brady played on a torn MCL and won a Super Bowl. You're healthy. You're cleared. You play. And that's how you're going to be judged. Two good years, two bad years. 
But boy, he fed you the crap and you guys ate it with a smile on your face, right? He mentally manipulated the fan base because he knew what the fans wanted. Not you in particular. I'm just saying in general, right? Am I right? I'm right. George, George, you know, this is coming from the same guy who's been eating the same shit from Kirk Cousins. No, I never said he's good. I said he's good. I've never claimed like Browns fans claim Kirk Cousins is top 10. Oh, you love him. No, I, no, I don't love him. I think I take Baker over Cousins. Oh, come on, dude. Yes, don't. I would. I agree. Oh, uh, stop. Will you guys I agree. Stop? You know, hey, the Browns are going to trade like two first-round picks. Get right home with the Green Bay Packers yeah, helmet in the bottom of the toilet in your man no cave, and then freaking Kirk <laughs> Cousins picture guys, right on top guys. of it saying Super Bowl guys, in the no Super Bowl. No one in the league thinks Baker Mayfield's better than Kirk Cousins. There's no one in the league outside. Oh, get get your feelings a little hurt there? No, but I'm just, let's be realistic here. I'm not saying he's great. I'm just saying he's right around 15 and Baker's probably right around 20. If I'm ranking quarterbacks, I mean, because statistically Baker's only had one top 10. That was a QBR two years ago. If you go look back, Cousins had plenty top 10 you know, uh, QBRs, quarterback rating, yards, completion percentage, but he doesn't win. So that's why he's not top 10. He's not a winner. He doesn't win. Primetime, he doesn't win. Baker, 2-14 and 14 with the ball in his hand to win or tie a game. He doesn't win. George, George. Yeah, I won't even. I won't even ask that. Question. All right, let's let's, gonna, let's talk. I'm going to ask the question. I, yeah. I do got another topic to get on though. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Ohio State guys and quarterbacks, could the Chicago Bears be doing a worse job than setting Justin Fields up to succeed? I mean, I don't know Terrible. an organization that that's done less for their young quarterback than the Chicago Bears. Well, they did it. Forty-nineers draft Justin Fields. Jimmy G's gone. Correct. It, it, that, yeah. I, the fact they made, that was the worst draft pick I've ever seen. It, if they had taken Justin Fields, he'd be in a so much better position. I agree with you. Chicago has literally crapped the bed with him. They had a terrible offensive line. May, maybe worse than, than the Cincinnati Bengals. Terrible offensive line. Haven't done anything. Come on, they the signed Dakota line. Dozier, guys. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm joking. That's a joke. They haven't done anything to help the offensive line. They had zero offensive weapons for him, haven't signed any wide receivers for him to, to give him any help. They've lost I mean, wide receivers. They've yeah, lost yes, wide receivers. They, they lost wide receivers, right. They lost Allen Robinson, right? And they and they lost uh, the kid who signed with the uh, Browns. Really? This year is going to be worse for him than last year. It, it, which is bad. And which yeah, is really, really bad. bad. Well, when you think about it is they, they sign a defensive coach, so they don't, you know, who is who is the guy who is – Going to groom Justin Fields. I mean, Luke Getze from the Pat. I think he was the Packers quarterback coach, right? I believe so. Luke Getze. Yeah, um, I, I think no he was. Um, I think it's, he, an, it's awful. Yeah, it is. Um, he's such a good kid, and, and he's such a great talent. And he's just going to get. He's getting destroyed and wasted. It's yeah, they awful. they've got David Montgomery and uh, Mooney was was decent last year. Um, but boy, you're right. They're going to destroy this guy. They really are going to destroy them. It is it is bad. It's sad. Yeah, and they're going to be and and look at defensively who they're going to use, lose. They should trade Robert Quinn for draft capital. They really they, should. They should one yeah. million percent. They should. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're just a dumpster fire. You're right, Zach. It's funny. I had uh, 
after uh, Tyreek Hill, I had Justin Fields written down because of the shit show that the the Bears have created there. Hey, uh, real quick, we've kind of touched on the Bengals signings. Uh, under the radar signings, guys, but boy, did they improve their team. They, you know, Vegas is right. They do need another corner, maybe a draft a corner. But yeah, they, they can they can draft a corner, but man, what they've done with the offensive line, what and what quietly. they've done across the board is just they they. I don't know what happened in Cincinnati, but something changed over the past year, and whoever's in charge now making those calls completely turned this organization completely around. Yeah, there's been so many splash moves this year, and I feel like Cincinnati has upgraded themselves so much, and they've just kind of done it under the radar. They're, they're not the headline, but they've probably done the best job. Yeah, they have. They took the weakness of that team. Now, uh, Jackson Carmen's probably going to have to start if Karras plays center, and that it, they probably will. It's probably the smart move. I mean, you drafted him in the second round. Even though he didn't perform, you got to find out whether the guy can play, right? Yeah. Um, but good signings. They still have a little bit more money to spend. I love everything they're doing. And you guys mentioned before with Baltimore, Pittsburgh's going to be improved. Uh, the Chargers, uh, the Broncos, the Raiders, even, you know, oh, I think that steal. Yeah. I think Devontae Adams, is when you crazy. look at what Tyreek Hill, they got for Tyreek Hill, the Raiders got Devontae Adams for a steal, right? Yeah. You, I, you, you look at the AFC West, the AFC North, and even the AFC East. I mean, those three conferences are loaded. Usually I mean, the, the AFC. Oh. The AFC period is I – mean, if the AFC yeah. doesn't win the Super Bowl, I'd be shocked. Yeah, the AFC is completely loaded. I mean, it, it may beat each other up all season, but the AFC is just stacked. And it's funny is that the Chiefs, now that Tyreek Hill is gone, kind of might even be a second-tier team, even with Patrick Mahomes. You want to know something? I don't think so, though, because they got so much in return uh, for Tyreek Hill. They're in a great position. They've got 12 picks in the draft. I just read the other day, I think they've got – Six picks, maybe in the top 80 or something like that. So if you have that many picks with a team that's not that far off, I tell you what, man, they could pack some stuff. Imagine if they went up and like got like a Chris Olave. You get to picks, you know, you get in the in the middle teens or low teens, and you pick a Chris Olave. You, you know, or you even get a Jahan Dotson, the guy from Penn State. I mean, you know, that guy fills in for Tyree Kill pretty quickly, and you got so much draft capital that now your team becomes younger and stronger. Well, they're going to have to do something anyway. When you when you sign these guys, and the Browns are going to have to do it in a couple of years with Deshaun Watson's deal. When you yeah. sign these quarterbacks to $45 million, $50 million a year like the Packers did, the Packers couldn't afford Devontae Adams, even though Aaron Rodgers said, I'm going to – I want Devontae as my quarterback. That was horse mm -hmm. crap, too. I want to be the highest-paid player in the league. Uh, you're going to have to sacrifice somewhere. And, and when you got the best tight end of the game, I think the Chiefs look at it and say – all right, uh, we're hoping uh, Schuster does something for us. We do have that draft capital where we will draft another wide receiver. I think they had to make a deal. And you know what? If they don't trade Tyreek Hill now, then his value lessens from the standpoint it's another year he wanted a new deal, and it's it's then he's on the final year of his deal. But if you look at Miami guy, guys, Cedric Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, uh, Chase Edmonds they got from Arizona, uh, the running back that escaped my memory from uh, San Francisco a couple uh, years ago. Uh, Mozart. Yeah, Mozart. Yeah. Uh, this is – you know why the Dolphins are doing this? Because we're going to find out if Tua can play next year. Yeah. We really are. We're going to find out because if Tua does the same 16 touchdowns, 10 interception crap that he did this year, guess who's going to be their quarterback? They, they signed Teddy – well, they signed Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> but that's who's going to be their quarterback this year, right? 
Yeah, it will and you're be. Right, and Zach, you, you laugh, but it might be Baker Mayfield next year. Very well could be. <laughs> I don't think two is the guy. I don't either, but we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. I, I, I'm not high on Chase Edmonds. I wasn't high. I think there was a reason why Arizona kind of let him go. Uh, but, boy, wouldn't you uh, – it, it'll be interesting to see if Tua can play. I mean, because they, they got Armstead. They got Connor Williams, so they kind of fixed that offensive line a little bit. Remember, they still have Austin Jackson, their first-round pick from uh, – was it two years ago? The kid from uh, USC or last year? Yeah, last year. I think it was last year and did not yeah. perform well. No, he didn't, but they yeah. still have him. They got Eichenberg, the uh, who was Notre playing Dame. right tackle from Notre yep. Dame. Robert Hunt, who was playing right tackle two years ago, was pretty good, who they moved inside. So now they have a little bit more of flexibility on that offensive line. Yeah, and Trey Armstead is a massive size. Oh, he's, he's – yeah, can you believe the Bengals signed three guys for one? No, that's Armstead? Crazy. Yeah. Contract? Crazy. Pretty good signing for the Bengals. All yeah. right, anything else, boys? Nope, that's it. All right, go Bucks. We'll do it next week. See you guys. Since 1897, Myers Auto has been serving Central Ohio's transportation needs. When we first opened our doors, we sold horses. Our vehicles were fueled by oats and hay, required saddles, not seatbelts, and had shoes instead of tires. You could say we've been in the transportation business since tailgates had actual tails, all the way from horses to horsepower. Today we have 14 brands, 8 convenient locations, and over 3,000 vehicles in stock. So when you're in the market for your next vehicle, remember, buy your auto from Buyer's Auto. Get two bucks in a nut on the new QFM96 app, QFM96.com, the QFM96 Facebook page, and iTunes.